0: The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, it's Thursday, and that means it's time for the David Forst Show here on A's Cast Live. And A's Cast, and always tough to, to come on after a loss like that yesterday in a wild card game. So, David, as you know, we really appreciate the time.
1: Oh, no problem, Chris. Thanks for having me. Uh, I feel bad for everyone here, everyone listening, that uh, things didn't go the way we hoped last night.
0: Yeah, you know, these games, it's, it's do or die, it's you win, you move on, you lose, you go home, and we know the A's have lost nine of those in a row, six in a row at home, it's just, it's so tough to put your finger on, David, why the team has struggled in these games.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that there's any, you know, one narrative through the years, There are obviously different teams with different personnel playing against different opponents, um so uh, you know you look at i choose to look at last night and say hey we we lost a game uh you know we lost 60 something during the season too. you know bob made a good point after the game he said when you lose a game or during the season or when we did lose games during the season we we were as good as anyone about bouncing back and winning the next one and this format doesn't give you that opportunity So, um, you know, I think winning 97 games during the season is really hard to do. I think those guys uh, should be commended for the season they had. and Unfortunately, we went out and lost game 163.
0: Yeah, it is crazy to think that 97 wins for your ball club, 96 wins for the Rays. Get you only in a one-game wild card, and we talked about that last year with the Yankees winning a hundred games, and they only they had to be in the wild card. And you think how good the Indians were this year, and they didn't even get a shot to play in this game.
1: You're absolutely right. Yeah, the Indians won ninety-three. They're going home. Uh, you know, we're home now, having one ninety-seven. You know, the Brewers won eighteen of, the, of their last twenty, uh, and weren't able to win the one against the Nationals. I mean, the, the nature of the sport is. One team gets to go home happy at the end of the year. Um, And unless you're that team, someone's going to try and figure out why you lost.
0: You know, it's funny. Last night, you know, I I took every phone call. And that's what I do at the end of the year. It's like, if you call in... I'll take your phone call. And we went for like two hours last night on the post game show, and all of a sudden I hear people, you know, small ball. And why aren't we doing that? I go. You realize how the Rays scored all their runs, right? <laughs> it was home runs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I I've read a lot of that, and uh, yeah, we we hit eight singles. We played as small as you can get, and uh, and it didn't help. They they hit the ball out of the yard. So um, yeah, yeah, again, I I just think you. You try and uh, ascribe any, you know, one narrative to one game, or even in this case, you know, this year and last year, or, or if you want to just take the whole collection of, quote, elimination games that we've lost, um, you know, it, it's it's hard to, to really do that. Look, you know, back in 2012, we actually won two games against Detroit down, you know, we were down 2 nothing in a series. We won games 3-4, and four. nobody counts those as elimination games but you know nobody said oh they figured out how to win that one i mean you just you you there's too many ways to look at these things and, and slice them up and and other than to say like yeah they were better than us yesterday our our starter you know made a couple of mistakes and they jumped on them
0: you know my my old partner bill romanowski you know won a lot of super bowls back in the day and we used to do the raiders pregame show and he would always say this the other guys get paid too and we forget that. And I think, you know, as much as we're heartbroken and 54,000, you got to give credit to the Rays. They're, they're a very good ball club, and they're tough.
1: For sure. For sure. They did, you know, they did a great job this year. They, they had a good team to start. They made some really good moves at the deadline. Uh, they won 96. And, uh, yeah, they deserve – they certainly deserve credit. Uh, they hadn't been to the postseason in six years. So uh, they were hungry. Um, and and they're moving on. They've got their hands full now facing Houston, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there.
0: You know, i I, I have to admit, I mean, Bob Melvin asked me what would I do, and I said, I would start Sean Maniah. We were all on board with it. Uh, now, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, and everybody can look at it a different way. And obviously, when you score one run, it doesn't matter who was your starting pitcher or who came in after the game. It's just Mike Fires has been a, a he's been a great pro, and I'm not saying he's an ace like pitcher, but at times he pitched like that this year. Is there any looking back that you've lost two wild card games in a row, and both times Mike Fires did not pitch in the game?
1: I, I, well, first of all, you said we only scored one run, so yeah. it may not have mattered who started that game. Um, look, M- Mike has pitched great for us. He had a great season. Um, Sean pitched better than he did in September and, uh, and and Sean was the right guy for this, for this matchup. So he didn't, he didn't execute it. And, and, you know, he ran into, into some trouble uh, at the same time. He also punched out half the guys that he faced. So it's not like his stuff wasn't any good. Um, so I, I, you know, I respect what Mike has done since we traded for him a year and a half ago. Uh, and I'm, thrilled that he's here and and you know and we have him for next year as well
0: let's go into next year next year i i start thinking about your rotation i think about your triple a rotation i mean the depth that you have and just off the top of my head when i think of fires i think frankie's going to be back jesus puck mania bassett I mean, that's six right there, and to think of all the other guys that you have and young guys that are coming up. Talk about the depth and, and, and the fight that you're going to have in spring training for those five positions in the starting rotation.
1: Yeah, it's a great position that we're in right now as far as, uh, as starting pitching and the depth. I mean, a year ago we, we lost this game and turned our attention to the offseason and figured we needed to – you know, basically create a starting rotation from scratch. Uh, and now we're, you know, we're in a much better spot. Uh, all those guys you mentioned, plus Magnin and Blackburn, plus Holmes and Jeffries and Caprillion and, um, you know, any number of, of other guys. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of depth to work with and, uh, and you know, keeping everybody healthy we're going to be in a we're going to be in a good spot come spring training
0: yeah i gotta think fran reardon's loving what he's going to have next year in las vegas (laughs) i mean it it really top to bottom your your staff in oakland and your staff in vegas it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and when i think about Lazardo and i think about puck are there going to be limitations to them next year or are the training wheels going to be off and it's like guns a blazing yeah we'll uh
1: we'll dig into that in the off season and spring training i think uh you know as i just said keeping everybody healthy is a priority neither one of those guys threw a ton of innings this year um so that's going to have to be a consideration but uh but as far as you know both guys are starting pitchers both guys are are uh, pitchers we we see going deep into games and um I'm, I'm excited to see what they both can do over a full season
0: yeah, I said last night in the postgame show, one of the main things I think we're going to be talking about this off season and in spring training is you can't start off slow. Just the way the superpowers work in baseball, with you got these teams winning 103 to 107 games, you know, it, it, you you, you got to come out and you got to win right out of the gate. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, you you gotta you gotta win games. You're gonna have some. Everybody's gonna have some obstacles, but you got to be pretty consistent throughout the year because to to win the division, you're gonna have to probably win over 100 games.
1: It looks that way, and we you know we saw an American League this year that was obviously split into two. I mean, starting from. Day one, you had a number of teams who you knew probably weren't going to be competitive over the course of the season, and uh, you know you knew you had to do some damage against those teams. So it you know it remains to be seen what teams do this off season and what the league looks like next year. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't ever want to have to go into a season counting on a, a second half surge, the way we've done. So it would be nice to uh, yeah it would be nice to get right after it.
0: I'm sure you've thought about this uh, and I, I mean, it's so early, but what, what do you think they're the needs that you are going to have to address here in the off season?
1: <laughs> it, is, it is painfully early to, uh, to be thinking about that for sure. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, our, we're in such a different position from where we were last year, last year. We, were, we knew we were going to have to go outside and, and pick up a number of guys and fill a bunch of holes externally. Uh, as we sit here today and go through the next months until the off season you know, really starts, all of our questions uh, are almost internal. How, you know, who's, who's going to fill the holes internally? Who's coming back? Um, you know, who can we keep here? So I, I think it's a very different off season than, than it was last year. And uh, as far as the specifics, I mean, we'll we'll have to hash that out over the next month uh, leading up to the GM meetings. But uh, but I I feel good about where where we are just with the guys who are here.
0: I I totally agree, David. I think this offseason is going to go so fast because you guys are loaded. Your young players are just going to be better. We talked about your starting rotation. You know, fix some things in the bullpen. But I think you're going to be one of the favorites next year because everybody now knows you win, you win 97 games in back-to-back years. That's not a fluke. That is no joke. That is the real deal. And I think you, let's praise your staff. You know, I mean, the one thing that I think you and Billy have been so good at is hiring. And we had Billy on the other day, and I said, you know, hiring good people, hiring smart people, that is a skill. Let's praise your staff because your staff is second to none.
1: Without a doubt, Bob, you know Bob's put together great stuff. Bob obviously leads it, does a great job, but uh, but the coaching staff, the guys who put in a ton of work behind the scenes, with the hitters, with the pitchers, on the defensive side, uh, taking all the information, putting a game plan together. Uh, Darren Bush, Scott Emerson, Matty Williams, Ryan Christian, all these guys uh, do incredible work and, and deserve a lot of credit for where this team was this year.
0: And not only on Bob's staff, but how about the people that work under you, your analytics department? I, I mean, I, I know you're not the biggest in baseball, but obviously what you guys put together day in and day out and what you supply, Bob, with all of the data and all the moves, the people that work under you also need to be applauded.
1: You're right. I appreciate you saying that. It's, it, it's a group effort. And anytime you have success the way we have now for two straight years, it's, it takes a lot of people and it takes uh, it takes a lot of uh, effort behind the scenes, um, but we we do have a great staff here in the office um, guys who, who love the game who just who want to be here uh, to work towards something and uh, and hopefully uh, hopefully they get the credit they deserve.
0: Let's end on this. So we had a rare occurrence yesterday on A's Cast Live. We actually had the Commissioner of Baseball, Rob Manfred, on the show. It was really cool. You don't you don't get to talk to him a lot, and he he praised everything about the A's and and everything that's going on with the A's, trying to get the new stadium done, winning 97 games. You've been a part, I mean, this is, you know, this has been your life as an adult working for the A's and and working to make this the best organization. What does it mean when the top guy says so many glorious things about what you guys are doing, not only from the business side, but the baseball side?
1: It's nice to hear, and and I'm glad you were able to get uh, Commissioner Manfred on the show so that A's fans could hear him and and I think sometimes we feel like out here on the west coast maybe folks that on Park Avenue aren't uh, aren't noticing but um but the commissioner is very invested in what we're doing here and and spends a lot of time I uh, know talking to Dave Cavill and to John Fisher and keeping up to date on the the stadium issue and and they've been very supportive so uh, I'm glad that our fans got to hear him talk and 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 let them know he is aware of, of what we're doing. And I got a chance to see him yesterday uh, before he went down on the field. And, and he said all those same things, how uh, complimentary he was of, of the job we've done now two years in a row and our staff and, and, and our players and everything. So it's it's nice to hear when when the commissioner does come to town.
0: You know, one of the reasons why we started A's Cast and we started this show A's Cast Live is because in the offseason, the A's would always go dark. They'd go dark from the last pitch all the way to spring training. What we have now is we have an outlet for A's fans in the off season when there's trades and there's signings and everything going on in baseball. Uh, We're not gonna get you every single week, but we'd love to still have you on the program when there's moves made and just to catch up with you to see what is going on because uh, we now have an outlet that's still 365, 24 seven for A's fans. And I wanna thank you for for what you did for us this year, helping us grow this thing and being on every single week, and meant a lot to all of
1: us. Well I appreciate it Chris and I'm, I'm thrilled that, that you're doing this and that the fans do have a, a way to keep in touch year round I mean we saw we saw their presence out there yesterday I mean it's it's amazing to see uh, what the stadium is like when it's packed like that and, and how passionate people are about the team It's incredibly rewarding for us and, and for the players to know. That what they're doing out there matters to so many people, and and I don't doubt that there's uh, even more of a, a hunger to hear stuff in the off season to know what's going on. And there are plenty of plenty of fans out there already counting down the days to Fan Fest, which is which is exciting to know. So I uh, I look forward to talking to you in the off season, keeping everybody up to speed with what we're doing, and uh, and yeah, we're already we're going to be excited for 2020.
0: You're the best, David. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Be well.
1: All right, Chris. Thanks a lot. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.